Hey guys, my limited blacked out merch is available now. Go grab yours linked in the description. All proceeds go towards Vader Episode 2. Hey guys, how's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to my Andor review. We're going to be discussing Andor in all 12 episodes and what I thought about it. Now, if you were watching the watch parties over the course of these, I'm not going to say 12 weeks because we've got three episodes in the first week. So these nine weeks uh, or 10 weeks, then you pretty much know exactly what I thought as I was watching it live with you all and gave an update and breakdown afterwards as well, as well as the breakdown videos. Now, this show overall is a very interesting show. Because I can say, if this show was put on Netflix, let's say, and it was called Cyberpunk Space Drama, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Super captivating, super interesting. But when you put it in a Star Wars box, it completely shapeshifts and changes to something else. And now you start to see this and grade it with a different scale. Now, the first three episodes we got, the night that it came out, I was like, damn, this is dark, gritty. It's like a cyberpunk sort of thing with Star Wars attached to it. He's looking for his sister in a brothel. And then he you know, gets haggled by these security dudes from the Primo Corps, whatever they are. And then he blasts them just cold blood. Dope. So cool. Okay, I'm on board. And then we go forwards and there's like a little more of some action here and there. And the story starts to get further and further down the line and we're starting to understand how the empire is really dealing with the overall galaxy how they are bastards the isb is a really interesting thing that we started to learn about and we're now familiar with dedra and the whole everybody else part of gaz we even got to see um Ularin. that was fun and then we got to see the side of mon mothma some of the politics and i was really upset that we didn't get to see more of the politics that was one thing i really wanted to dive into further was the senate and we didn't get to see that, that that much. So we got a little bit, a glimpse. The Senate is really just brainwashed at this point with everything the Empire is doing. They're in favor of the Empire. And they're not really for Mon Mothma or anything that she stands for. So even the people in the Senate, there weren't really all that many there. Remember how filled it was in the prequel trilogy? It was like pretty much empty. Like no one cares. No one, they're like whatever. And of course, when Palpatine had the Death Star fully operational, it was game over. The Senate... It didn't matter what people voted anymore because if you just disagreed, you just blow you up, blow up your planet. Bye bye. So that was interesting to see, of course, the overall progression with everything going on with the Empire, with the start of the rebellion, how it was formed, the original heist, and how it inspired so many people throughout the galaxy, Marva and this and that. And I enjoyed the show. I liked the show. I thought the acting was great, music was great, set design, everything was expensive, everything looked good. It wasn't claustrophobic like Obi-Wan Kenobi was. It just felt like a Star Wars show. It felt like Rogue One as a show. Now, 12 episodes for this show is a little too long. I feel like when you're writing 12 episodes, you're really dragging things out. And if this was done in a movie, it could have been done in two and a half hours, two hours, just like Rogue One was, which really kept me captivated pretty much the whole time without any slow moments or anything like that. So I understand when you're writing for TV, it's different than if you're writing for a movie. You got to add in a whole bunch of filler and a whole bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter. B-roll, that guy was probably the most, one of the most useless characters. So boring. Every scene of his was just, I was just like, who cares? Move on. My most favorite part of the show is probably the prison escape. I think Kino Loy is my favorite character, uh, even above Cassian. Cassian's a cool character, Diego Luna, great actor, Skarsgård, great actor. 
no question about the acting, 10 out of 10. But when I look at the show overall and the moments that are starting to lag and slow down and take forever to get to the point, and I understand exposition better than, you know, most people, but at the same time, there's a point when it's just a little too much for a show that is a spin-off about a spin-off and uh, even about a character that isn't the main character in said spin-off. So it's like, okay, I understand this is about the time in Star Wars. It's one of the most interesting times. And if you go back on my channel channel for several years, you'll find that I was always very, very hypey for Andor. I was really for it. And I always thought that the show would be absolute banger. And for many people, it was. For many people, it is. And that's great. I'm glad that many people enjoyed it. I enjoyed aspects of the show too, just like I enjoyed aspects of Kenobi, aspects of Boba Fett. But overall, it didn't land for me. Overall, I'm not going to say, wow, this is an amazing show. I'm going to go back and watch it just like I did the prequels or the originals or the Clone Wars. To me, Star Wars is exactly what Dave Filoni said in that roundtable meeting that he did a few years ago. But I know now that that's just like how creative George is. Like He just sees it differently and he's laying it down and... I love the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul, not because it's a lightsaber fight, but because George is so good at crafting why that fight's important mm. every this, time. This is crazy. Like, you know, the Obi-Wan-Darth Vader fight isn't like the most wonderfully staged necessarily combat that you're ever going to see, but there's so much at stake. It's so meaningful when Obi-Wan dies that we all feel like Luke. In Phantom Menace, you're watching these two Jedi in their prime fight this evil villain. Maul couldn't be more obviously the villain. He's designed to look evil, and he is evil, and he just expresses that from his face all the way out through the type of lightsaber he fights with. It's all part of the It's all part of, like, why it works and why we care. It's not about X-Wings. It's not about all these the things we decorate Star Wars in. It's important. It's part of the genius of it. But we soulfully react, like, we don't just want an action movie. We want to feel uplifted. And, and Star Wars is an adventure that makes you feel good. You know, it makes, makes me feel like, wow, I, I want to be a part of that. So that's what, that's what I always go back to with Star Wars is this selfless act and this family dynamic, which is so important to George, so important to the foundation of Star Wars. That's in us. And what I like about it is it's, it is really saying there is a lot of hope out there. And this is my opinion. Characters that overcome so many obstacles, just like Luke Skywalker. I think Luke Skywalker is probably... Luke and Anakin probably have some of the best character development, I think, of many characters out there in any sort of story in today's world. Luke started out as a really whiny little boy who didn't understand anything, didn't know his future, didn't know where he belonged and would look out to the sunset unsure of himself and everything else that was to come in his future, what his next path would be. And George Lucas always said that was his favorite moment in his film was when Luke was looking out in the suns because he's like, what's my next adventure going to be? And then he turns into this sort of little less impatient but still very impatient Jedi Padawan. And he leaves Yoda's training early because he has a vision to save his friends and gets his kicked by Vader and he wasn't ready comes back return of the Jedi absolute master of the force pretty much a Jedi Knight and of course once he faced Vader according to Yoda but just such a different character compared to who he was in episode 4 and Anakin of course was just you know a good kid turns into this monster and then in the end episode 6 redeems himself and showing that it's never too late to change the character development is just it's always changing up and down and it's, it was beautiful with both of these characters that, to me, I think is Star Wars. And while Cassian Andor, the Andor show, had a lot of character development for himself and some of the other characters, 
I found myself not really caring, to be honest, because to me, I wanted to have perhaps more of an integration of some of the characters that we know from Rogue One, which was a great film. Uh, perhaps Orson Krennic, perhaps re replace Cyril with Galen Erso and show what he's going through with his family, with everything to do with the Empire, what the Empire is making him do. I think that would have given us a, a pretty good understanding of everything going on with the Empire as well and what they're doing to people to really force them into doing what they, uh, you know, what they need them to do uh, against their will. So I think we'll see all of that stuff with Krennic and Tarkin and, and, and Galen and, and Jin, perhaps even in um, Andor Season 2, which I think Andor Season 2 will be everything I was hoping Andor Season 1 would be. But for Season 1, I felt like things were slow and boring, and I wish things would have just moved on a little faster, been a little more compelling, and focused on maybe some of the other characters that we also have come to know. You know, Cyril, in my opinion is a new character, and I'm sure he'll be in the next season as well. He probably has a thing going with Daedra now, but overall, if they had incorporated a couple more of the characters that we knew, such as Renick, Galen, maybe even like half an episode's worth, I think that would have really intertwined and interlaced everything for me a little bit more and kept me more motivated, more intrigued to watch. Instead of feeling like this show was just dragging on for the sake of dragging on, to keep this 12 episode contract that they had. Now, when I look at Star Wars as a whole, there's a 25,000 year timeline plus. So I'm wondering sometimes, and when I'm taken out of the show in those moments, especially with you know the guns that looked like actual guns, they weren't even blasters, and maybe that was the case on purpose to look like these villagers didn't have the materials or the money to buy proper Republic blasters or maybe even black market ones. They had to make them, them themselves out of makeshift stuff. Who knows? That could have been explained better. The bricks, uh, again, you know, we've seen bricks in Star Wars many times, but it looked like someone had literally just slapped together some bricks and cement and uh, lazily. And again, maybe it's just the old rustic look of the village to look like regular people have done this and not the city or, or not uh, machines. So perhaps, but at the end of the day, you know, when you have screws in the uh, security camera, I'm like... This just looks like something from Earth, right? And I didn't really like that. I didn't really enjoy that. So when I get taken out of the picture sometimes like that, I'm like, how do I care? When I have the 25,000 year timeline of Star Wars, which is all the things that I had mentioned, all the things Dave Filoni has mentioned, and I've covered that in a video. I even showed a clip of what he said. You can go, you can go watch it if you want, or just type it in YouTube. See it for yourself. Uh, through selfless action. So George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times I've seen him. Uh, you know, after we've been making things uh, without them, is remember to make these stories hopeful. Mm. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. And so that's, that's just something to keep in mind. Did I bring us down? Wow. Regardless of what he says or what I say, it's about what you think for yourself. So with all of that, I think, well, why didn't we get a show maybe on like the Old Republic? And I only say this because I feel like there's a Star Wars void in me. Book of Boba Fett didn't really land. It was more like Mandalorian Season 2.5 for me. Boba wasn't Boba. He was just kind of a little bitch. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, wow, there were many moments. You know, these are my favorite characters. Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Favorite characters. It didn't land for me. There were many scenes that I felt just weren't true to the characters. I don't think Deborah Chow really understood the characters very well. And this whole focus on Reva really was not doing it for me at all. Um, her surviving getting stabbed twice was ridiculous, a mockery. 
absolute mockery. And so the frustration I have with those shows makes me want a proper, like, force show with Jedi vs. Sith, which is the kind of what Star Wars is. It's what it started out to be. Uh, then we got Tales of the Jedi, and I'm like, seeing such a contrast between my interest in that versus my interest in Andor. And as great as Andor is with the acting and the budget and this and that and the dialogue and the script, it just didn't keep me as captivated because it's, to me, a side segment of Star Wars. It's a little cog in a much larger machine that is Star Wars. And sure, it belongs in the story. It has a story. It develops the Empire, which is one of the reasons why I thought the show would be really dope. But overall, I want more of the Jedi and Sith. I want more of those stories. And I know we'll get them. And the Acolyte is coming out. That's going to be probably cool, hopefully. But I always say this, and, you know, there are things that let us down. Overall, my review of Andor was mixed. Good show. Space drama. Cyberpunky. But for a Star Wars show, it was okay. When I think of Star Wars, I think of, you know, the Force. I think of uh, family dramas. And of course, yes, Andor, Marva, this and that, family drama. You know, whereas Star Wars is fathers and sons, this was uh, sons and mothers, which was an interesting switch. Um, it was like Anakin and, and Shmi, right? And so it's it's all about family and family. <laughs> so overall, the show for me was... Not too interesting. It was okay. I feel like if they had incorporated some of the things that I was more interested in, then I would have been much more captivated, which I think season two will probably have. And that'll be great. And I'll hopefully be much more involved and intrigued in that season. However, for this one, eh, not something I'll go back and watch. Not something I'm going to really review highly. Apart from it looking great and acting great and all that, the story itself didn't keep me fully engaged except for that prison sequence and scene, which I thought was great. So I would rate the show, if we were to put it on Netflix, not nothing to do with Star Wars, I would say it's a 9.5, 10 out of 10. If we were to say it's for Star Wars, overall, while I was watching it with all the serial scenes and this and that, and the moments that dragged on too long, I would give it a 7 out of 10 for Star Wars. And I think I'm being nice for how... Um, slow it was in certain moments and how um, really I didn't really care for the characters at all but maybe they'll grow on me we'll see what happens with season two but overall that's my thoughts on Andor it's a great show I think you'll enjoy it but uh, you know bring a bring some coffee or something like that to keep yourself awake in some scenes maybe we need to watch it all in one go I don't know I'm not really sure maybe cut some stuff out maybe there's gonna be an edit out there someday by one of the fans I don't know but that's my review that's my thoughts on it uh, good show but slow and boring and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in Season 2. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Always be polite with one another. And remember, we are Star Wars fans at the end of the day, which means that we can have differing opinions because, um, well, that's what humans do. Love you guys. Have a great day, and may the Force be with you.